with Drunk Mormons. Did I just change the name of our podcast? <laughs> Are you drunk? Charlotte, have you been drinking? Listen, we had some dinner, some nice spaghetti. And then what happened? Then we drank all the wine. All the wine. I love wine. I know. You know who else loves wine is Satan. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Someone's got to drink it. I won't be alone down there. All of my friends. All those winery owners are going to be down there with us. And I love winery owners. We'll be sipping. We'll be holding our glasses up against a white background to check the color. Be looking at the legs on the rim. <laughs> yeah, I didn't learn any of that stuff, but I'm going to drink the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my favorite. Um, you know, what I'm noticing about our family home evening tonight is um, the really cute cross-stitch pillow that you've done that's on the couch over there. Is it the one that says cocaine for days? <laughs> no, it says Jesus and I love you. Oh, right, right, right. And Jesus and I love you. <laughs> we should really watch Orgasmo soon. I love that movie. <laughs> the, uh, the scented candle aroma is pungent. Is that pumpkin spice? I think it is pumpkin spice. I mean, it's July now, but... It's, it's nearly August. It's probably from last year. Did you get it at the dollar store? Yeah, it's very strong. Very strong smell. Right, okay. If you get them at the dollar store, they last longer and they smell more. It's because they have to be on the shelf for a longer <laughs> amount of time because... <laughs> Everyone's poor. What about doilies? That's a thing. Oh, hell yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus <laughs> fucking loves doilies. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of the time that I was in El Paso. I had never been to Texas before and everyone and their mother was like, ew, you're going to Texas. Why are you going to El Paso? And I tell you what, I fucking love El Paso. I've never been. I, well, to be fair, I didn't leave the city. There was one girl who went by herself and walked over to Juarez. <laughs> and everyone's Mexico? like, yeah, I can't believe she did. And everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe she came back alive. Um, Craig forbade me to go. <laughs> I mean, I thought about bringing my passport, but I didn't. So I couldn't go anyways. But Sorry, it made me think of this bar called the Prickly, Prickly Elder, and it is my favorite bar. I think of all time. Like, Tell me about it. I think I should probably quit all my jobs and open a bar. And if you, I know everybody has a different grandma, but it is your grandma's house. Mm. It's exactly your grandma's house. It's got the um, floral yet velvet with hardwood couch. Oh, oh my God. Everyone has Every that couch. Every grandma has that couch. Uh, doilies everywhere. Uh-huh. If you go to the bar, there are pictures of, I don't want to say Jesus, but something that would be in your grandma's house. I, it, and again, it's not like the typical, like, oh, mushroom from the seventies or whatever. Like you look at it, you're like, that, that's my grandma's house. Oh, I love it. You order a shot. They serve it to you in a teacup. Freaking love that bar. So anyways, mm-hmm. El Paso is the shit. I love that idea. That sounds great. Right? You Having just... a bar actually sounds like a really fun job. But then... But then you hear stories that Laurie has to talk about. Our sister Laurie, the bartender. Right. She deals with a lot of drunk college kids, and that sounds to terrible. To be fair, she's in a college town. <laughs> so we're only going to allow patrons into our bar that look cool and don't have a college ID. <laughs> Right. You have to have a lot of money and be Listen, an influencer. We and don't famous. currently live in a college town, so we're already on the ups. Um, but yeah, anyways. All right, listen, this is what I want to talk about. On our last podcast, 
you had the brilliant idea of posting pictures on our Instagram. Because I was like, well, we should have an Instagram. We should have a Twitter. We should have a Facebook. I didn't really think about what we were going to do with them. And then you were like, oh, let's post pictures of when, you know. The wine we drink. <laughs> the wine we drink. That when I looked goth, when you had a poodle perm, <laughs> the pentagram you Your wore. Your sweet acid wash <laughs> jean jacket. Oh, I haven't posted that one yet. Well. I'll post it after this. <laughs> um, but, so, as we were going through our, like, buckets and buckets of old photos, I came across this one, and it reminded me of the story, which I think is very podcast-worthy, um, of the time that I lit my coworker on fire at the Act 3 movie theater that I used to work at. So, I'm going to just set this up for you, a little backstory. So, the year is 1994. I'm working at the movie theater. Pulp Fiction uh, had just come out. And back in the day, we used to... One of the perks of working at the movie theater was that you got to screen the movies the night before, uh, which was a lot of fun back in the days. I I really want to name names of people that were there, but I don't remember everyone who was at that screening. But it was at the Sea Home Theaters. It was in the middle of the night. We were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. Obviously, Courtney and I were there. Cameron was there. Uh, I think Brandon was there. Um, a bunch of people, anyways. Uh, and obviously, it was a great movie. There was a ton of hype about it. Right. And the best part about that was that we all, well, I don't know if all of us, but a lot of us got to keep the posters, the movie posters, nice. after the movie left. So that Pulp Fiction teaser poster, that famous poster with Mia Wallace on the bed. Of course, smoking cigarettes, cigarettes, right. With the Pulp Fiction magazine. Um, No words or anything, just as Pulp Fiction. Um, So the teaser posters, the original teaser posters, uh, and this is one of the ways that you know that you can get, um, that that it's a real poster, is uh, it's this, you can see on the back side and the front side that it's kind of see-through. So that basically, so the light can shine through the poster. So if it's a fake poster, it'll just be white on the back and the print will just be on the front. But a real teaser or a real movie poster has uh, the print on both sides. Anyways, so I'm looking at this, we're looking through photos of shit to put on our Instagram. And I see this picture from 1994 of my bedroom of this house that we used to live in. And it was like literally so it was like a mattress on the floor this poster was on the wall in the background and it was just tacked up to the wall like holes everywhere there's probably tape on the back of it i just destroyed any hope of it ever ever having any value in the future um which is so sad and that's why you might notice if you look around you we're in my bedroom right now you might notice that every poster i own is meticulously framed and actually you might notice that every single spare inch of wall is covered in poster 100 <laughs> percent. i was gonna say well are we talking about our fictitious mormon house that we're surrounded by or are we no. talking about your actual we're bedroom now in the real bedroom we're okay. in, in the, the real, real bedroom there's a lot of green day a lot of alkaline trio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i collect uh, music posters now um my friend courtney collects movie posters but so back in the day I had this movie poster that's now worth probably like $3,000 at least if you have one in mint condition. And that I had is just, rough. I had just tacked it up to the wall, just destroyed it. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but this house that we were living in was so shitty. Uh, like, it, and it was so 
um, unlevel and slanted. Like when it would rain, the roof, the water would leak through the roof and it would pool up on one side of the kitchen and it would cover the outlets, which would spark and short out and like electrify the water. Um, so this house was used as a, like a training, a training burn house for the fire department. (laughs) I wonder though, cause that, that is insane. But I've lived now in two houses that have been torn down and condemned. Were they Lakeway Realty? One of them was. Yeah, this was Lakeway Realty. Um, one was like out in Ferndale or some shit like that. Um, but I, oh no, that one didn't get torn down. That one, some meth heads rented it out and burnt it down. Mm. Um, but yes, the other one was in Utah. Um, oh. And that was a fucking piece of shit, dilapidated house. Yeah, no, this was in Bellingham. Right. Um, but yeah, they, the fire department actually... But I'm just wondering, do a lot of people live in houses that get condemned and torn down? Well, because... when, you're, when you're 18 years old... No, I think years... you and I think it's very normal. I don't think that's normal. <laughs> oh. Well, here's my what I remember. I'm 17, 18 years old. I'm making $3.75 an hour. A minimum wage? Oh, shit. Sorry, wine. <laughs> at the movie theater, and that was minimum wage at the time, and I can only afford... That's gross. $600 a month uh, for rent of a, for a two-bedroom house that's split between six people. So, like, I don't know. I feel like that's sort of normal for being 17, 18, but maybe it's not. Go on our Instagram and tell us whether that's normal or not. <laughs> maybe Do you have a picture of your dilapidated house that got burnt down? I have a picture of the Church of Trent, which, which was the shed in the backyard that we devoted to Trent Reznor. All right. We're going to post that on Instagram. We would love... If you lived in a house that later <laughs> got condemned and or burnt down on purpose. Or if you lived in that house with me. <laughs> then I'd love to hear about that. Send us a story at FHEBadMormons at gmail.com. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. You already. were going to talk about oh, Act how three. I let my coworker yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I got sidetracked on the tangent of uh, the movie poster and the lament of the Pulp Fiction I'm sorry you're teaser. out three grand. <laughs> it's not even that. Like, I would never even sell it. I that's would... true. You just have it on the yeah, wall. Or the ceiling, because the... that's the only space you have left in this room. <laughs> I would take it to the motherfucking grave with me. <laughs> I, I live with this now down here. Um, but yeah. So, that reminded me. Basically, that just brought back all the, the memories of working at the movie theater and all the great times that we had working there and all the cool posters that we got and also the time that I lit my coworker on fire. Now tell me more about lighting people on fire because I've only lit myself on fire. So what is it like to light somebody else on fire? <laughs> I've actually also lit myself on fire a couple of times, which those will be different <laughs> stories. But there was one time at Thanksgiving, I, I digress. <laughs> so Stay on target. Here's where I lit my coworker on fire. Uh, so... As part of the theater cleaning, um, you know, process, we used to have this, basically it was like liquid nitrogen in a can and it was called gum off and it actually said gum off on the label and you would, it was like air duster where you'd put the little straw in it and you'd spray it on the gum and it would freeze it so you could chip it off, right? Okay. And my coworker and I at the time, and I can't remember his name, I want to say it's like Jason or Jeremy, I can't remember, Jeremy, um... Let's call him Steven. Nope, his name's Jeremy now. <laughs> you can't just make up names for people who I set on fire. Um, so Jeremy, God, I hope that's his name. He was like, hey, I want to show you this cool trick with gum off. 
He's like, you spray it in the cu- in a cup and you light it on fire and the flame turns blue. And in my head, I'm thinking Sounds like, badass. I was like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> in my head, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Well, no, at work, it's a bad idea. Listen. Um, so. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying it technically is a bad idea. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, no, here, grab a cup and I'll show you. And so, um, I don't know if you, you worked at the movie theater too. So I sure did. Yeah, so we would inventory the like regular cups, you know, so you know how many cokes you sold. Right, right, right. They but, they gotta track everything. Yeah. But the little tiny Dixie cups were like if you asked for water, they would right. have you like the little shot glass. That's what stuff. we were allowed to drink our soda out of. Exactly. Right. Free all the free soda you want, but it had to be out of the little Dixie <laughs> shot glasses. Mm-hmm. So we grab one of those cups and so we have a very long concession stand. There's like, I don't know, three poppers or something, and we go down to the very end towards the theaters, and there's a door that goes back into a kitchen with, like, a three-compartment sink and all the storage and everything. Um, so it's basically, like, a long candy popcorn bar, and then at the very end, there's a door that goes back to a kitchen. So we go back into that kitchen, and he's like, he's like, let me show you this trick. So he fills up the little Dixie cup with water, about halfway full with water, and then sprays the gum off into the cup. And he sprays, like, from my memory, like, half of the can in there. And as he's spraying and spraying and spraying, like, the cup's icing up. I can see right. on the outside of the cup icing up, the inside of the cup. I wonder, why would he put it in water, though? I, honestly, I think, okay, this is what I think happened. Well, here, let me tell you exactly yeah, what go, happened. Go on, sorry. So, he's like, let me see your lighter, after he ices this whole thing up. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And this time I actually said it out loud. I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, no, trust me, it's fine. So, at this point, I'm thinking he's done this before. Right. right? He has not fucking done this before, obviously, for what's about to happen. Um, but he makes me believe, like, oh, I've done this before. It's fine. It's totally fine. The flame turns blue. And I have a feeling if you, like, maybe did a little spritz on top of a cup of water and lit it, it might give you a little blue flame. But there was a shit ton of chemical in right. there. Um, so he's like, let me see your lighter. I said, I don't think it's a good idea. He's like, it's fine. So I give him my lighter. He tries to light it. The lighter's not lighting for him because his hands are wet or right. whatever from filling up the cup. So I, and spoiler alert, this is why we both got fired instead of just him getting fired. I was like, give it to me. I'll do it. And I trusted me. I'm the good one. Exactly. I took the lighter out of his hand and I click and this huge fireball came out of the back room. Um, And I only know that because people, my other coworkers who were standing out there working the door the, you know, the taking the tickets to get into the theaters. The like, yes, yeah, this huge fireball came out of the room. Like, we thought you guys were dead. For real. Um, I was microwaving a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, something bad happened. <laughs> but no, so, but like, we laugh about it now, and the only reason I'm laughing about it is because everything turned out okay. Um, but it turns out, so, St. Joe's Hospital was right behind the movie theater at the time, and this kid, like, all of the skin got burned off of his arms. Uh, I want to say it was like third degree burns. It was really bad. He had to go immediately to the emergency room. But he didn't have any scars or anything like that. Like, because the hospital was so close. I, meanwhile, had like way back past my bang. What should have been a bang line (laughs) burned off of my hair. All my eyebrows were gone. Luckily, my skin didn't get burned. That's insane. Dude, it was so hardcore. And we were over a sink. 
too. Right. It was water and shit. We were really, really lucky. Should have lit it inside of the sink. I don't yeah, know. There's a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda <laughs> about this story. <laughs> I would have done things differently if I could go That's back now. Funny. But uh, I'll never forget my boss at the time. I think her name was Yvonne. She was like so worried about us, and she was like, "Oh my God, are you guys okay?" Like he drove himself to. The emergency room and everything. With third degree burns. Yeah, and she was like, "Don't worry, like you guys, you know, because we're like, we're gonna get fired, we're gonna get fired." And she's like, "Don't worry, we're not gonna get fired." Oh my god, we both got so fired. <laughs> um, and like that's just how corporate America works. And I didn't know that, and she obviously didn't want to fire us because it was a horrible accident. Corporate's like, uh, "Yeah, you're a fucking liability to our corporation." One hundred percent. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. And I'll never forget, like, when I got fired because I'd worked at the movie theater for a long time years and years and it was like my favorite job and I was so bummed walking out of there and I was like looking at the ground like imagine the Charlie Brown music you know Arrested Development George Michael and there's a giant bag of weed on the ground as I'm walking out the doors and I was like well might as well get stoned I don't even smoke weed I never liked smoking weed right and I was just like, oh, well, I guess I got no job. I guess I'm smoking weed now. I guess this okay. is the time. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the weed. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. It was... Uh, I mean, it's it's terrifying and hilarious. Fire is a scary thing. Lighting chemicals on fire is a really scary thing. Right? Yeah, we are both very lucky that that did not end up worse. And in the, the series of questionable Your beautiful moneymaker could have gotten fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the story dear listeners, of how I lit my coworker on fire. Nice. Well, that makes me only want to talk about the time I lit myself on fire. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> to be fair, it isn't exactly on fire, on fire. So I love playing with matches. I've, throughout my life, gotten in trouble from my grandparents and mother. and I don't think Dad ever yelled at me for it. I just, I don't set anything on fire. I just light matches. I like the smell of the sulfur and... I like watching the flame. What about wood fires? Dance yeah. around. Do you like building wood fires? Camping? Um, yeah. Like when we go camping, I always loved it. I, I remember, but I also knew how dangerous it was. Like Tiffany, I forget. <laughs> That's a different story. I threw. They're like, we need something to burn to get this fire going. Go find some paper. And I came back with a Bible that I had ripped up. <laughs> um, I'm a monster. Um, but that was a different story. Who didn't story. think it was funny? Dad. All of the Mormon people that I was with, which was all of Dad's friends, um, I bet I they secretly thought it was. Funny. Don't know what maybe. I don't know if this was the same trip or not, but I remember it was the end of the trip. We were me and Tiffany were lighting, just throwing shit in the fire, just to watch it burn and melt. And one of them was a plastic fork, and I don't know exactly how it happened, but it was my fault. Is all I know is that I don't know if it was attached to like, like a hot dogs like poker thing, but there was something where I flicked it off and this plastic got on Tiffany's ankle and just burnt the shit out. It's burning hot plastic. I flicked it on her. Ooh, and of course I didn't do it on purpose, but God, I felt really bad about it. Um, but I digress. That's not what I'm talking about. So I've always liked fire. Grandma or Grandma L was not happy <laughs> with me. She actually accused me of steal. She's like, no, that's my property and you stole it. And I'm like, but it was a book of matches. She's like, yeah, and it was mine. I'm like, eh, sorry. Anyways, I didn't <laughs> wow. learn. I learned no lessons from that because I continued to light things on fire. Um, so we're living in Mission Viejo, and 
the way our complex was set up, which I only just recently found out was owned by the fucking Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Casey told Weird. us that. Yeah. Uh, we did a podcast, but unfortunately it did not record, so we were going to have to do it again. But we got a lot of really good information out of it, and I don't see why you would bring that up again, so I feel like it needs to be brought up now. But apparently the house we lived in, Mission Viejo, was owned by the Catholic Church. The Vatican. The Vatican, no the, less. A whole, a whole bunch of uh, Mission Viejo housing weird. is owned by the Vatican. That is so weird. And again, I want to talk to our neighbor Mike, and if his because his dad still lives there, like... He owns it, though. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so the way it works is there's this huge wilderness glen, and that's like the bottom layer. And then there's a big hill, and then there's a track of houses. And then there's a street, and then a big hill with grass and trees, and then a track of houses, street, big hill, so on and so forth. Only it does it three times, and then it's the top of it, and then you can see different complexes below. It's right off Alicia. Right. Um... So, if you go across the street to the big hill with the trees and the grass, the grass is really long. Like, I don't even know what kind of oh, yeah, grass that is. Yeah, we used to cardboard down it. We, exactly. We yeah. get cardboard boxes and slide down. It was the most fun. But if you went up to the top of it and you put your... I mean, it, it literally looked like grass hair. It was long and thin. Anyways, if you go to the top and you run your fingers down the hair of the hill, you will come out with a bunch of dead-ass grass, essentially. And you know what else? fucking fleas. That grass was full of fleas. Really? I know caterpillars were in there. I didn't know about fleas. Fucking fleas. Interesting. I never noticed. Um, But what I would love to do is take all of that dead grass and light it on fire because it was so (laughs) much fun. But I knew I wasn't allowed to because I got yelled at so many times for it. So I brought it down to the Glen, which is the worst fucking idea ever because it's nothing but like sagebrush and just dead shit down there. Like if you want a fire to break out, it's just begging for it. And, and like, there, there had and, been some too. And like stashes of like porno mags that 11 year olds had left. Oh God. I loved the Glen. There was trees, like so, so many trees. You have tree swings and there was like runoff water. You could catch frogs in, which was gross. I swam in it. I didn't realize how disgusting it was. But yeah, then I, all of a sudden I was like, ew, porno. Like where did these magazines come from? You find a purse with like someone's ID in right. it. Right. Everything else was. had been stolen right. and just ditched there. Like, it, it was, was a. a Dangerous. It was a place for criminals to hang out, apparently. And but thirteen year olds to I loved had thir- no. I was eight. Eight years old. Eight I was, year olds. It was seven or eight. Seven year olds <laughs> to light shit on fire. Yeah. Well, so if I knew if I went down there, I couldn't get caught. And I was smart. I had gone camping with Dad. I knew. I put rocks around it, so I lit shit on fire. I also went on a concrete part underneath of a bridge. So I knew that I couldn't really light some shit on fire too badly there if, if it got out of my control. Anyways, I had the most fun. Didn't realize the sun had gone down because I was too busy, you know, watching the flame dance. And then I went home and it was dark. And as I was walking in the front door, Jeff and my little brother Richard were walking out to come find me. Where have you been? You scared blah, blah, blah. You smell like smoke. What have you done? I'm like, I want to piss shit on fire. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I tried lying. I couldn't get out of it. And they're like, you're grounded. I'm like, aw, grounded? Uh, they went out to eat the next day. Casey was living with us at the time, but he was off doing something. I think I was in charge of watching Richard, which again is so stupid. Who leaves a seven-year-old in charge of watching their little brother? But whatever. I really wanted to light some more shit on fire. So I ended up 
in my bedroom and did not think this through at all. Grabbed a Kleenex, lit it on fire, watched it burn for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, drop it. Oh, I can't drop it on the ground. It's carpet. Two, I don't have any shoes on. So what am I going to put it out with? Well, that's not good. So then I book it down the hall. You didn't just walk the coals? No. I Again, if I put it on the carpet, they'd see the soot. They'd oh, know you it. had it in your hand. And I had it in my hand, and I was like, it was just a, cl- oh. and it's Kleenex. It, go- it went fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you remember. I know you were. You have to remember the house. So I w- was in the. Kite Hill. No, no, this is Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. We were the closest to the street. So I run past that bedroom. I go down. There's a bathroom at the end of the hallway, but I didn't even think to go there. I was just in a panic. I went into our mom's room. To go put it in there. By that time, it had burnt the fuck out of my hand. It was just, my whole thumb looks like Freddy Krueger's face. And I'm just like, oh no. And the first thing I do is I wrap it in a wet tissue paper. Not tissue paper, but uh, toilet, toilet paper. paper. And I just hold it. And I remember rocking it going, I fucked up. Okay, I fucked up. How do I get out of this? And then Casey comes home. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Casey's home. He's an adult. He's not fucking adult. He's like... 15. Maybe. Like, I was like, Casey, I, you know, I was making macaroni and cheese for me and Richard (laughs) and I burnt my thumb on the oven. What am I supposed to do? Do I need to go to a doctor? Cause it looked, it was weeping. It was bad. And Casey goes, Oh God, well there's gasoline inside of it. That's really bad. And I don't know if he was fucking with me or if he was just talking out of his ass. Like Casey, Casey knows how to lie about burning your hand on his stove so he was totally fucking with you. Well, he got me in so much trouble because then I retracted all of my lies <laughs> that I had so carefully come up with. And I was just like, okay, fine. I fucking lit a Kleenex on fire. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? He's like, hey, I gotta tell mom. He did fuck with <laughs> me. What an asshole. So anyways, so I don't think mom, mom had gone out to dinner, but it wasn't just with Jeff. It was grandma and grandpa were there too. So grandma, our grandma was a nurse uh, in World War II, so she bandaged it. So there's nothing you can do. Going to a doctor is not going to do anything, whatever. And, That's and where mom gets that from. It must, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mormon, we don't go to doctors. That's um, the Mormon thing. But yeah, so yeah, we just gauzed that shit up and like put Neosporin on it. And that's why my hand looks like Freddy Krueger's face. Let me see. Oh, it's not so bad. I can see it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is when I was seven. I am now 37, so this scar is 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, this is slightly off topic, uh, but you know what I remember when you were describing going into mom's room and into mom's bathroom? Mm-hmm. I have this very vivid memory of um, Richard was just little, so we had just moved from Vegas to Mission Viejo, and there was a sliding glass door. Yeah. In mom's room that went to the backyard and then over that little mini concrete wall was down to the glen. Yeah. Right? And Richard's crib was right next to that glass, sliding, sliding glass, glass door. And there was this huge storm and it caused um, so much damage that we couldn't even get to school for like three days, I want to say, because there was trees in the road. Like oh, the shit. Like the buses couldn't go. Um, some kind of really crazy windstorm or whatever. Um, and like all the power was getting knocked out and... Uh, we were all, there was bunk beds, the same bunk beds that came from Preston. Were they the, the metal white ones or did that come the later? Wooden ones. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know what you know what the ones? About. Yeah. I think it was Casey was in one and Richard was in one maybe. Right. And so that was, was in the, one room and then we got the metal ones later. Yes, yeah. exactly. So 
all the power had gone out and we were um, in Casey's room with the bunk beds. Like it was like a family, you know, there's a candle in there or whatever. And I, this is so creepy and eerie and weird, but we're all in there and, you know, doing, I don't know what we're telling ghost stories or, but it's scary and the power's out and we're all like huddled in that room. And all of a sudden mom gets this look in her eyes and like, she goes at the baby and she stands up she walks out of the room and she goes to her room and picks Richard up out of that bassinet crib thing and starts to walk back and a fucking goddamn tree smashes through that window and smashes the crib he was just laying in. Maybe mom's not crazy. <laughs> I'm just telling you, mom's had some far out, you know, theories and experiences. But when you ride a couple times, it give you God complex. I literally remember that happening. Oh, like creepy. I remember the look in her eyes. I remember her getting up and leaving the room and I remember, well, obviously I didn't see her going and pick up Richard cause I was in the room. Right. And she came out of the room and like, I don't know how long later, but not that much longer later, a tree smashed through that thing and the whole thing was smashed. Shit. You know what? That house was a, a magnet for trees going through it. Cause I 100% remember a tree going through the kitchen window I think it was probably the same time, actually. Did they go through two windows of the house? No, because I was—I would have been real young. Like I, I don't yeah, know Richard how old was I a was. baby. He was in the crib. But we had just moved there. Yeah, no, no. I would. This this was a separate time, no. and because the windows were much shorter, right? And I was just like, how did like? Yeah, no, no. There was a lot. To be fair, there was a lot of trees around, but like. That's weird. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't remember that until you just brought it up. I was like, wait, no, no, no. I totally remember Super a tree weird. going through the kitchen. It's like fucking... Pl- they moved the fucking headstones, <laughs> but, but they didn't, didn't move the, the bodies. Gray, the bodies, right? <laughs> crazy. You know what else I remember about that house, too? Speaking of windows. So, do you remember in that in the kitchen, there was like the window that faced the glen in the backyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the sliding door on the side. Right. And uh, there was an earthquake. This was the first time that I'd ever felt like an over seven magnitude earthquake. And I was at school. I wasn't at the house. Um, Actually, that's a funny story, too. I'll tell you in a second. Um, But so this earthquake starts rattling and shaking and, you know, shit's falling out of the cupboards and everything's flying open. And mom's like, this is how mom tells the story. She's like, where's the baby? Where's the baby? And she's like looking all over the house for Richard. And she comes and finds him, and he's got his back up against the sliding glass door, and he's got his arms out like he's driving a race car, going, because <laughs> the back is rattling against his back, and he's just like pretending he's fucking Richard. A race car. <laughs> um, but the experience I was having at that time was I was in PE, I was in zero period PE because I fucking hated PE, so I went early so I didn't have to do that with anybody else. When you were right. talking about your back problem. Oh my God. I have so many similar stories. Uh, Were they real ones or lies? No, real. Well, I made up lies. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. (laughs) But so we were basically playing horse. (laughs) We're like, we're like the special kids, you know, in the morning that don't do sports. So we're just playing horse and I'm like, you know, we're trying to shoot a basket and all you do is basically you just stand in a line, you go up and you try to shoot a basket and you fail. And you get back to the end of the line and you just wait your turn and you shoot a basket till the bell rings and you go to your regular class and then you, Interesting. And you count for PEs at Los Alisos. <laughs> um, so this, the exact moment that this earthquake hits, this like seven point whatever magnitude earthquakes, I've got the ball in my hand, you know, and I'm just launching it and the ground shakes so hard that it like knocks me off my balance and I actually fall down 
and I'm not even fucking lying to you. Swish, nothing but net. While just that's the only time I ever made a basket, and so many people at that school never let me forget that. That the only way I could ever make a basket was (laughs) Was during during an earthquake. earthquake. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Good times at middle school. I was gonna say with Richard, I remember in that house, Jeff had his Goldwing motorcycle. Because can you think of a more lame motorcycle than a fucking Goldwing? (laughs) But Richard loves motorcycles from fucking birth and could not find Richard anywhere. I remember this And we finally found him in the garage fast asleep on top of that motorcycle. He was like on the gas tank of the motorcycle like with one arm on each side. Totally. Like he was ready to ride that thing but he was a fucking infant. You gotta find that picture and post it on the Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if I I don't. I definitely don't have it. I think I have it. Okay. But yeah it was just like one of those things I was like his Richard almost died in a motorcycle accident, and the man just you know was begging for trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but, he was like, very lucky. Yeah, but it's just it's like oh, um, he was destined for that shit. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's call it. <laughs> you know, let's just recap a little. We both like to light shit on fire. Yes. <laughs> could it be in our DNA? It could be. Um. You know, side tangent stories, because that's always fun. Um, Really, I think the main thing we need to talk about now is our Gmail account. Right, right, right. S-H-E, badmormons at gmail.com, family, home, evening, badmormons. We like the Gmails. Dot com. We're not Yahoo kind of people. Do you have any funny stories of yourself blacking out and doing stupid shit or lighting shit on fire? Or, you know, maybe if we let shit on fire together, I'd like to hear about it. I would love to hear a story, like, if I was so wasted that I don't remember what happened, but you remember, like, send me that story and we'll, we'll read it to everyone and I'll be like, that never happened. And I'll deny like, it. I remember nothing. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from you because eventually, well, it's going to be a long time, but eventually <laughs> we're going to run out of things to talk about. I really don't see that happening. <laughs> We're still making new stories every day. <laughs> oh my god. That's true. I mean, not nearly as bad as the stories we've done. We are getting older. Yeah, somehow the stories aren't nearly as like exciting if you're not lighting your hair on fire and dropping acid. Or, you know, drinking yourself to oblivion. Well, I do do that Actually, sometimes. I just did that in Palm Springs. Mandy had a birthday and <laughs> she, I don't know how, but me and Dana... We're like, how is everybody so wasted I'll and tell, we're so much I'll sober. tell you how, because I hadn't had a drink for like more than 60 days. That's And then true. all of a sudden I went balls to the wall. <laughs> and that's not how you do your 45th birthday. We had so much champagne, so much Truly, and so much White Claw. We're like, oh, let's just switch to White Claw because we can't do any more champagne. We're getting wasted. It's like water. No, no, it's not like it's not water. like water, and it fucks your shit up. And that's where I made my first mistake. <laughs> I'm telling you, 50's gonna be different. I'm not gonna black out drunk on my 50th birthday. <laughs> you got five years to figure it out. Lord have mercy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next time. You know, family home evening is not gonna be the same without you unless you come back for the next episode. Don't leave me. Ever. Love you. <laughs>